This podcast is going out to you on Monday, September the 16th, 2019. It's a very, very significant day for me. It marks the start of my eighth year in business, and it also marks the fact that 36 years ago today, unbelievably, that was my first ever day in what might you might call a proper job. I'm going to share with you my experiences, particularly over those last seven years. Don't worry, I'm not going to cover the whole 36 years. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations, and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard to believe, but this day, seven years ago, 2012, was the first full day in business for Trevor Lee Media. Wow. (laughs) And I remember it really well because I was working with a guy or had been working with a guy called Kevin McCormack um, when I was working in the media sector. He was a consultant. And uh, Kevin agreed to buy me lunch on my very first day in business. So we met at the Lewinick Lodge in Newquay, which is a fabulous place to meet for lunch, by the way, if you're ever down in this part of the world. And Kevin agreed to pay the bill and we chatted for an hour, an hour and a half or so. And then he wandered off to pay the bill. And I went into automatic email checking mode. I remember it very well. So I got my phone out, checked my emails because that's what you did, isn't it? When you had lunch with somebody, an hour and a half had gone. There must be thousands of emails arrived by in that hour and a half. There were none. Not one single email. My new inbox, Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk, had been live for about four or five hours and was completely empty. <laughs> so that was a big start. So just to backtrack slightly, I'd agreed uh, my departure date back in July. So I'd had time to plan and my company would not only give me a decent package, but you know a bit of financial support to get some training and that sort of thing. So by the third Monday in September, which was seven years ago today, I arrived. I had a website up and running, a business card, details of the services I was going to offer, an accountant in place and space in my house set out as an office. But like most businesses in those days, you know, I got a bit of a kickstart because there was a family relation who wanted a business plan put in together. And Kevin himself had steered me in the direction of somebody who wanted a bit of work. And also, my previous employers had given me a couple of jobs to do as well. So in the run-up to Christmas that year, there was was activity going on, and I was looking at the newly found bank account, and there was money in it, and it was all feeling good. And then, of course, Christmas came, and Christmas went, and the new year came, and we were in the start of 2013, and nothing had happened. I had no work booked in at all. So I was getting out and about to lots of business events and uh, going networking, which I'd never really done before. To you know, I'd done a little bit of it in my in my media days, but we were quite an insular company. Thinking back, in many senses, we used to network largely amongst ourselves and uh, rather than go out there and see other people. I remember going to networking events, and I had the worst elevator pitch in the whole world. Right? Well, so here's here's a kind of I've got seven lessons for you for my seven years in business. I'm going to work my way through those. But this is a kind of bonus one, I suppose, because this I've not listed this as lesson number one. But I had a really rubbish elevator pitch. 
So people would say to me, who didn't know me, would say, ah, Trevor, so what do you do? And this is exactly what I said. I would say, well, until recently, I was the managing director of a very large local media company. And now, I, well, I do lots of things. <laughs> and that was my elevator pitch. Oh, my God. And no one, no one said to me, Trevor, that's rubbish. And I wish they had because... Frankly, it took me several months to realise that that elevator pitch was not going to get people queuing up outside my door, hammering on my phone to say, come and work for me, come and work for me, which I kind of naively thought they would. Big lesson, though, was that first few months in the start of 2013, because I'm going to share with you some confidential financial information now. But my total turnover for January, February, March and April that year, so that's a third of the year, was, wait for it, da, 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 180 pounds. Yes, 180 pounds. That's about 10 pounds a week. <laughs> now, I was kind of lucky because I'd had the fallback money from, you know, leaving the business and they'd, they'd given me, you know, sufficient funds to, to see me through for a little while. But by the end of April, it was seven and a half months I was into business in this new venture and I had no customers. Now, it's not that I didn't have people who, you know, asked me to go along and see them and that sort of thing. And I had a few appointments, but I'd not actually done beyond that £180, which was a few hours of work for an organisation, anything at all that was I could invoice, if you like. And then May the 1st came and I went to visit a garden centre. And at that time, uh, they'd responded to some of my advertising because working in the media sector, the media guys had kindly offered me some advertising space as part of my package as well. So <laughs> not sure how well that worked. Well, well, it did work, didn't it? Because it got me my, my contact at the garden centre. And at the time, one of my services was to help people sort out their advertising, mainly because it was a large part of my media career being advertising. So I went to see them and the long and short of it is that they signed up with my agreement and my agreement was my terms were that I would work for them on a retained basis on a monthly basis for a fixed fee and I would manage their advertising for them. And they signed up there and then for the minimum three months and indicated that they would want to make it 12 months. That hour transformed my whole business and it gave me the confidence to think that this could work. Now the fee wasn't huge but it was it was business. <laughs> I was up and running. And I'm sure if you've been in the same situation or you're thinking of opening your business, you will find that those first few months can be really hard work. Once you've got past that, you know, initial burst of activity where, you know, you've got friends and family who are helping you out and buying your services, then when you're in the real world and you've got to go for real customers, people you don't know, then it can be really hard and it can be so easy to give up. And during that time, I'd had two, possibly three, I think, lucrative job offers to go back into the media sector. And it would have been so easy to say, yes, I'll do that, snap them up and, and on my way. But I was determined that this was going to work. And that relationship with the garden centre, well, it's, it's sort of still ongoing. I stopped working with them, looking after their advertising uh, about a year ago, because uh, by then I'd moved on and my services had changed. And I suppose that's that's the first lesson then, I think, the, the seven in seven years in business, that you need to be ready to change direction with your business or pivot if you want to use a trendy business term. Um, I dug out my original business card and it listed four services, including something called deal-making advice. 
<laughs> I don't know what that was, but I can't I can't think that anyone ever bought that service. And I think I'm actually on business card number seven. So there we go. Seven years, seven business cards. And each business card has had had something different on it. You know, the services have changed. I've also, I think, been through at least four catch lines, including uh, one which was creating commercial momentum for your business. And I realize now that very few people will actually understand what on earth I was talking about then. <laughs> so lesson number one is you need to keep reinventing yourself. That was a big lesson for me. Lesson number two is, is undoubtedly positioning yourself as an expert in whatever it is you're offering. And, you know, that goes back to my elevator pitch. I do lots of things. I mean, cracky, what was that all about? So lesson number two is, you know, you have to you have to put yourself out there as an expert in your particular field. And that's why all your email marketing, your website, your social media, wherever you're sharing content, make sure that your content is focused in on your expertise. And that was a big lesson for me. And it's also, I mean, that took me a long time to really latch onto that. And that's why I had a bit of a purge of stuff to do with advertising and marketing going towards the end of last year. So what was that? That was the best part of, you know, well over five years into the, or six years into the business before I realized that I needed to drop that and focus on what I do now, which is working with people on their sales and their presentation skills. And maybe if I'm brave enough at some point, I'll just focus on one of those, probably the maybe the presentation stuff. So again, that, you know, that has pivoted. This podcast is a great example of that. I mean, crikey, seven years ago, who would have thought I would have never dreamt of it? I didn't even know what a podcast was, let alone the fact that I would be publishing one on a weekly basis and that this particular episode, I think, is episode number 76 of the podcast. So crikey. And of course, the podcast title has changed. So those of you who originally you know, joined the podcast back in February 2018 will know that for the first 20 episodes, it was called Attracting and Retaining Customers. And then I was given some great advice by a guy called Pete Matthew. Good big shout out to Pete. He's a, as a wealth fund manager down in Penzance, but he runs a fantastic podcast uh, called Meaningful Money. And Pete suggested I change the title, uh, again, to get the focus right. And that's why it became the Sales and Presentation Podcast. So you do have to shout about yourself. You do have to shout about your company. And you do have to make sure that in a crowded market, you know, people are, you know, you are reminding people of what you do. So marketing is an important part of growing your business. There's no doubt about that. I remember back 20, 30, well, we're going back 36 years ago now when I first started in advertising, you know, the Lincolnshire Echo. And I remember walking into the office on day one, and it was, I can see it now as though it was yesterday. It's incredible. And um, there was the team. One guy sat in the corner was a guy called Dennis Lean, different spelling, no relation. And I used to go and watch Dennis when he was a professional footballer playing for Lincoln City. I've lost touch with Dennis now. I hope he's still around, and I need to look him up, don't I, really, and remind him of the things. But I got sent on a two-week advertising sales training course. I remember one of the things that the way we were talking about how to sell advertising to people, because advertising is all about shouting about what you do well. The lady on the course said, what's the difference between chicken eggs and duck eggs in a farmyard? <laughs> this is an old story. You've all heard this story, haven't you? But, you know, when a chicken legs an egg, it, you know, makes a right old fuss. It clucks around the farmyard, shouting around. When a duck lays an egg, it doesn't say anything. And then the question was, well, who buys duck eggs? And I know duck eggs are increasingly popular, but, uh, you know, at the time, hardly anybody bought them. So let's move on. <laughs> farmyard over. Right. Lesson number three, people buy from people. 
And even though I'd spent 29 years helping businesses, you know, with their own sales teams, I completely underestimated, I think, how important people relationships were. It maybe just didn't dawn on me because I was working with people all of the time. I'd, you know, at one point I was responsible for 300 members of our team and all that sort of stuff. And it really didn't dawn on me that people bought from people and it really was important and that, you know, this no like and trust factor is really, really important. I remember, you know, throwing myself, when I did start to get to grips with networking, I began to throw myself into networking because it was a chance to meet people. And I really, I was, this was sort of early, two, this was towards, you know, middle of 2013 to the end of 2013. And I went to an event, it was September 2013, so about a year on since I started, and met a guy called Richard Scott. And he was the manager of an innovation centre in my area down here in Cornwall. And I told him I had an idea to run business workshops. And Richard, um, I was sat opposite him at this business event by sheer chance. And Richard uh, said, well, I'll tell you what, Trevor. He said, well, let's set one up for the new year and I'll underwrite it. So I'll help you promote it and we'll charge the people and, and I'll cover the, you know, your fee for it. And regardless of how many people you get. And that was a massive step forward and it gave me a huge amount of confidence. And now workshops and things like that are a key part of my business. And again, you know, if I hadn't met Richard at that networking event, then who knows what have happened what might have happened. So people buy from people, you need to meet people. There's a great quote that I use in some of my workshops. I don't, I don't if, it, if I can't remember who uh, where it came from, but it says the more people you meet, the more business you do. And that's a big lesson that I have learned. So that's part of of lesson number 3, meeting people. And at the same event, I met through networking the partner of a law firm who was looking to grow their profile. And through that, you know, I, I started working for them and I kept I worked for them for four, four or five years until they merged with another company. But not all networking event, you know, leads to business, but it definitely can be helpful. So if you're starting up in business, get yourself out networking. There's no doubt about that. Also, get yourself out there as a speaker. And I love speaking and, you know, it helps me promote myself as a trainer of speakers and I've done quite a lot of speaking at local networking events. And not only did that give me confidence to believe in myself, but it also gave me confidence to you know, share my expertise. And there's no doubt that you know, speaking at events, I did a piece of work recently uh, for a company that were based across the UK that were coming down to Cornwall for their annual two-day get-together. And they had a guy in Cornwall who I had met, and he said he'd seen me speaking in action, and he'd recommended me to his bosses, and the outcome of that was that I delivered a nice workshop for them where they were down here on their two day two days away. And, you know, don't forget also with people that sometimes the people that you work with along the way when you set up on your own can be really helpful. And I, I find it, you know, amazing that the people that I used to work with in the media sector, some have, you know, influenced me being hired in for their own new organizations. And for some of those people, I had to, you know, make them redundant. We had to outsource a lot of stuff as the media landscape changed dramatically. They went off and did other things. And, you know, sometimes letting go of people, you know, is not a bad thing because a lot of them, well, most of them, by the looks of it, have done really, really well since they left the media sector. You do bump into people. There's that phrase, isn't there, about, you know, don't knock the people on the way up the ladder because you might need them on the way down. Well, that's very, very true. Right. Okay. Lesson number four is that sales can take a long time. I'm in the business to business sector and it can take a long time to come to fruition. And this was a big learning point for me. I remember going to see a company in the December of my first year, December 2012, and talking to them about my advertising service as it was at the time. And they eventually hired me in June. 
I kept in touch with them and eventually they hired me and I went to see them and I said okay so why are we now, why are you now hiring me and they said well something's now changed we've got a competitor come in our marketplace we now need to crack on And on that basis, lesson number five is making sure that you stay in touch with as many people as you can. And I did some work for a company in 2014 and I stayed in touch, had a couple of sort of lunch meetings with the guy who hired me after that. And then out of the blue, a few weeks ago, actually, he contacted me again and I'm working, doing some work for him right now. And that was five years after that initial piece of work, just by keeping in touch, really, but not bombarding him with with stuff. And and of course, you know, on that basis, I've used LinkedIn quite a lot for the business to business sector. So do use LinkedIn. But if you're on LinkedIn, then make sure you use it. Be active on LinkedIn. I get lots of requests from people and I look at their profile. They've got absolutely nothing on there at all. So what's that all about? So, you know, if you're going to if you're going to be on there, then I would suggest you use it. So that's a that's part of tip number five. You know, staying in touch with people, making connections, get on LinkedIn. Right. Last two. Number six is keep on learning. Now, I can work out from when I said I, my first you know, job in the media sector was 36 years ago today that, you know, technically I'm no spring chicken. But, you know, you have to have that mindset that no matter how long you've been in business, frankly, no matter how old you are, you need to keep on learning. You know, when I first started in this business, I'd come from being responsible for a 15 million pound turnover, around 300 people, etc., etc. And I thought I knew everything about running a business. Well, actually, I did, but I only knew how to run a business of that size. I didn't know how to run a one-man band. So one of the first things I did prior to leaving, actually, was get myself on a business startup course. And if you're thinking of starting a business, just tap into all the resources that are available because there are tons of them out there. And if you're in if you're in my area, which is the Cornwall area, then you know look up Unlocking Potential, Unlocking Potential Cornwall. They've got lots of stuff going on. But wherever you are in the world, I'm sure there are business support stuff for startup businesses and new businesses. But keep on learning. You know, I've I've read more business books in the last few years than ever before. I've listened to more podcasts. I've started my own podcast on being inspired by other people's podcasts. You know, YouTube is a great source of learning, going to events and talking to people. You know, if you, as I mentioned earlier about networking, but don't go to a networking event thinking you're just going to get people to buy from you. That's not how it works. But what you can get from networking, every time you go networking, learn something, talk to people, ask them good questions about their business and pick up their tips and ideas, tap into their expertise and experience. I've done that and it really, really does pay off. So keep learning. You never stop learning in business, no matter how long you've been in it and how good you think you might be at it. Okay, so that's number six. Number seven. Well, number seven, I think, is never underestimate in business the importance of humor. Okay, (laughs) because I think sometimes one thing I have learned is that a lot of people in business take it too seriously. And I used to, we used, I used to find that back in my semi-corporate days. You know, you'd sit around a table and there'd be some of the guys really serious, you know. And come on, you know, we're there to run a business. But if we can enjoy it and, and bring a bit of humor into the world, then that's great. And of course, you know, some people in management, and I'm, I'm planning to do a podcast soon about sales managers and the types of sales managers there are. So if you want to contribute to that, please get in touch. But that would be great. But business is sometimes a bit too serious, isn't it? So let's 
let's bring a bit of lightheartedness to it. And, you know, people make mistakes. Uh, you know, we all make cock-ups and things like that. But if we get, as a manager, if you just jump on people because they've made a mistake, what's that going to do to them? How are they going to feel about that? It happens. Remember uh, back in my, uh, my, my uh, when I first started in advertising, this is how long ago it was, we were, we were printing on hot metal. My goodness me, none of you, will, most of you in this thing will have no idea what that is. But anyway, it was it was a form of, you know, very industrial type printing. And I created this ad for a guy called Dave Camp, who ran a business called Brayford Leisure, which sold caravans. I remember, you know, creating this wonderful ad because in those days, we, you know, we did all our own ads. And that was the fun part of working in local media advertising then is that, you know, you just I spent a lot of time creating ads. I just don't think people do that anymore now. Anyway, I went along to him and I came up. With, uh, I said, right, Dave, what we need is a line drawing of a, of a new caravan. And I'm going to call it the shape of things to come. That was the headline. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, we print this advert in the paper, The Shape of Things to Come. And the line drawing for the caravan was quite narrow. You know, it was quite a thin line. And unfortunately, <laughs> on the press, <laughs> the line melted. <laughs> this is, you know, you wouldn't believe this could happen nowadays, of course. But in those days, this is how it worked. And the line melted. So the caravan roof became... <laughs> like a wave in the sea it was up and down up and down up and down and there was this headline the shape of things to come and i wish i'm so i thought i had somewhere in my archives a copy of it but i've moved house a few times and and i'm not sure where it is anymore but anyway to picture the scene dave camp is absolutely furious so i go around to see him and he's absolutely even more furious <laughs> and you know and I'm sat there and I'm thinking oh my god what do I do about this and so I just listen and it was a great experience as a young lad getting an absolute blasting from a customer over something that had gone wrong and then after he got the blasting out of the way you know he suddenly looked at it and he smiled and he said I'll tell you what though it is quite funny isn't it <laughs> And of course, we had a big laugh about it then. And, I, you know, I sorted it all out for him with compensation, you know, for more advertising than that. But the humour broke the ice. And, you know, after that, we had a great relationship, even though I made a, well, it wasn't my fault, clearly, you know, but I should have maybe been advised that uh, or realised that it was going to melt. But anyway, humour in business is really, really important. So there we go. So that's, um, there are my seven lessons. It's been great fun. So finally, you know, if you've been one of my customers during that time, during this last seven years, then a huge thank you to you because without your confidence and giving in hiring me to work for you, the, I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast now. So a big, big thank you to all of you who've hired me in and given me the chance to work with you and your people. I really, really appreciate it. I, you know, I've, I've been very lucky over those seven years. I've had a fantastic time and I've met some brilliant, incredible people. And um, it's been great fun to work with you all. And also a big thank you to everybody who's uh, encouraged me to keep going and, and supported me in terms of sharing my podcast and my blogs and and introducing me to people at networking events and buying me a coffee and giving me advice all those people as well so you need that huge network around you if you're going to make this happen so a big big thank you to those people so there we go ladies and gentlemen i've had a fantastic time for the last seven years and i'm really looking forward to the next seven years so there are my uh, seven lessons for seven years. So I hope they've been useful to you. And a big, big thank you to everyone who's listening to the podcast. 
This is seven uh, episode 75, did I say? 76, 76. So thank you very much for that. Do share the podcast. That would be fantastic. And do leave me a review. That would be great as well because, you know, that's a kind of bit of a currency as well. Right. Okay. So that's the end of the podcast for this week. So I'm now off to start year eight in my business with the same degree of excitement and trepidation that I probably started year one. Probably with a bit more confidence, if I'm honest about it, because I've got those seven years of experience. And if anyone's listening who worked with me 36 years ago, back in the Lincolnshire Echo days, the team then, wow, what a great time that was. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I know the local newspapers are very different to what they were back in the day. And the irony is that I only joined the Echo because I wanted to work on the sports desk. I wanted to be the football writer for Lincoln City Football Club. I thought if I get any old job, I will get that. You know, I'll eventually work my way into the sports department. So I got this advertising job. I had no idea what I was doing. And there I walked into that building 36 years ago today with not a clue as to why I was there or what I was meant to be doing. And I went on a two-week training course, in-house training course this was, and eventually I, it twigged on me what my job was, <laughs> was to sell advertising. And then when I got out doing it, I just loved it. I loved it. It was fantastic. And uh, I was, you know, I was out and about seeing customers on my territory, so to speak. And, and it was just brilliant fun. And well, so if you're part of that team, so people like, yeah, let's think who was in that team all those years ago. You weren't, I'm sure they're not listening to the podcast, but you know who you are. And it was brilliant fun. Right. Okay. I need to finish this podcast. I'm rambling on now, but um, I think I'm rambling on because I would just, you know, I've been very, very lucky to have such a great time over those seven years in business and 36 years in business altogether. Okay. My producer is, is giving me the signal I need to stop. So I'm stopping. Thank you very much. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.